feel the air change when you change the way you're chanting. You feel the the energy shift, and it, it, it it's good. It it gives you license, and it gives you agency to kind of find what those pieces of liturgy mean to you at that moment, or where you might want to explore. Welcome to Purple Honey, a gathering of female voices where we discover in conversation the sweet spot between Jewish wisdom and feminine spirituality. I am your host, Jody Bayless. We are in it. We are in the days, we're days away from Rosh Hashanah. And I find myself pulled between orchestrating the logistics and feeling my way through all of the I'm sorry's and this is where I did this and the falling short feelings and figuring out, navigating through, anticipating how to translate all of that into times of prayer and approaching the sea of liturgy we're about to like swim in. And so here I was last week, I was facilitating a ritual called building a blessing and we were just wrapping up and packing up and I heard this beautiful chanting and one of the participants was chanting a beautiful melody and repeating it over and over with this beautiful voice. And I thought to myself, this, this is what I want to hold on to in the coming weeks. While I'm picking at some scabs from last year, it might be a bit uncomfortable and painful, but this singing, this I can do. So my wonderful guest, Stacy Kafka, she willingly agreed to drive a few hours to my home and have a conversation and sit down and drink some tea and talk about chanting and chant together. So my guest is Stacy Kafka. She is a cantorial soloist in the Northern Virginia area and also a Jewish chanting and meditation leader. And so in our conversation, she leads us through beautiful, rhythmic, and improvisational soul bites that I felt really brightened me up in the inside. And it is my hope could maybe serve as a guide for some of us um, through the upcoming days. Here's our conversation. How did you discover song as a, as a tool for you? Wow. Okay. That's a really good question. Um, my whole life, I've just really loved music and I've really loved singing. Loved it so much. And I was really shy, really shy. I was afraid um, to sing a solo note. I really was. So I was always in like chorus or I'd be in a musical but I'd be an ensemble because I was too afraid to have a solo audition and that kind of thing um and one day I found myself with two kids and one of them had this well my both of them have nice voices sorry Ben I'm talking about your sister (laughs) um my daughter Celia really is a, a gifted vocalist and so our the guy our music director at synagogue put out this thing like it said, um, uh, friends and family, Shabbat, you know, come share your voice and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, wow, Celia, that's my daughter, you know, 
let's let's go do this. Wouldn't you like to sing on the bima? And she's like, yeah, I want to sing on the bima. So it was an like a, a way to enter into sort of the cantorial soloist thing. So I was like, she's like, mom, you need to do it with me. You have such a pretty voice. I'm like, oh no, no, this is yours, honey. You know, and I was just the shrinking violet. So <clears throat> we we actually went over. Um, to Phil Kane's house, who was our music director, and we both sang for him. And he was like, "Wait a minute! You said this was for Celia, but I'm telling you, you've got you've got something too. You really do." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." So like, there was part of me that was celebrating, like, "Oh my goodness, this is my opportunity. I can conquer my if I can conquer my fear, then I can really, you know, get on the bima and." feel what I knew I was able to feel and transmit what I knew in my heart, I am able to transmit. So even though I was shy about it, so I worked, so yeah, Celia did great, of course, and she's, you know, she's very comfortable mm. in her singing, but um, I wasn't, so Phil became my teacher and my mentor and kind of taught me how to be a cantorial soloist and how to use a microphone. It was funny. Our, my first microphone was Mic 101. And when that, you know, because it was like a, almost like a, a lesson that we would use. And um, I, at first, I was so shy. And then finally, I just kind of, and I, I use this term a lot when I speak about chanting now, I got out of my way. I got out of my own way. I stopped analyzing oh my goodness, you know, <clears throat> I need to put my voice up in the head voice or I need to put more vibrant. No, I just cleared it all out and found singing and singing found me. And when I get out of the way, I kind of just allow, and this, I don't want to sound all woo-woo, but for me, I feel God using my instrument to, to sing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, and it's it's it sounds similar to that you know, med to a meditation on breath, yeah. Where there's that sense when there is that attention that's lightly placed on the breath that you're being breathed. Wow, yeah, wow. I never really looked at it that way um, with liturgical singing, but yeah, mm -hmm. the prayers are being sung mm. you know using me as the instrument mm. so the meditation and chanting piece came in a couple years later when mm. a good friend of mine who i would describe as a hindu you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> got he's just really into hinduism and meditation and such and he said hey i want to start a meditation chavara at the synagogue do you want to lead the chanting piece and i was like okay so through that I kind of learned how to chant and learned what felt good and learned how to get out of my own way in that setting. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, I've been, unfortunately life got in the way and, and he's kind of not doing the Chabra anymore, but we've been together seven years and meet um, once a week and chant and sing and meditate. What's that experience like in the sense of how does the, you know, what, what do you see the difference, you know, when the beginning of the group and the end of the group. What's the shift? Oh, wow. It's great. And because we've been together so long, we do, you know, we love each other's lives and we love each other and we, we do it like a, you know, informal check-in and everyone comes in and is like, grrr. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's groovy. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. You know, when we're done, we're relaxed and we're clean. 
and we're at peace. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So. And it's, you know, it, and it, it makes my mind go to just this idea of communally being together. Oh, yes. Yeah. When there's this intention around, you know, I mean, I, again, I, my mind's very much on Rosh Hashanah and just sort of like the large volume of liturgy we're going to be <sighs> swimming in. Yeah. And this type of chanting that you're describing, it, it, the very little I know about it and the very little I've heard, it just, it does feel sort of like this raft for us to find our own, our own, I don't know, the only, the, or the, the, our own way to kind of float through yeah. <laughs> the, the new year. So. Wow. I really like that image, Jody. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just sort of thinking of myself of, you know, I, I, again, I, I find, always find myself standing because I can't keep up with the, the actual speed of prayer in some of the places I've been to in the past and yet still find beauty in the waves of mm-hmm. the sound. Um, and like I might have a tearful moment or a poignant moment, but again, there's something that I feel like my body I know wants to express. Wow. So this, so how, so tell me a little bit more about this, the chanting itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can just speak from my own experience because I, I'm, I I guess, I mean, I'm self-taught, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but it's, we, we definitely did have an evolution as a, as a group too, because at first we we didn't know what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did a little research and I was like, why don't we all try to do our, we will take a piece of a prayer, talk about the prayer, think about what it means to us, think about where, what kind of work we can do with it, like a piece of Play-Doh, you know, during mm. the session. And all right, you guys, you know, I'm going to lead you a little, but you can kind of do your own thing. And it was so cacophonous that it didn't feel good. And some people really liked it and some people didn't. And I just felt like as their leader, not that I wanted to own their experience, I certainly don't, but I kind of wanted to wrap my arms around the group and bring them on that raft. Mm. And it just felt like a thousand speedboats. So it's not like I Mm. put the hammer down and said, no, we're going to do it this way. But it evolved into, um, I kind of do provide a raft and I, I take the participants on a journey through sound and intention. So I take a piece of uh, whatever we're going to do. And, and, and uh, you know, I'll be honest, we pretty much do very similar things each week as far as the core where I take it is different. So um, for example, let's see. Uh, so I don't know. Um, let's just take the Shema. Mm-hmm. One of the, you know, it's the cornerstone of our faith. You know, there's one God and this is God. Listen up, Israel, right? So you can communicate so many different facets of that idea. So I would start, um, and I, I, I just use my body as percussion. I don't have a, a drum. I find it, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. I don't know, mm-hmm. so I just use my body. But be, um, And another funny thing before I start singing here is, 
I always talk about getting out of your own way and not worrying about, you know, how pretty your voice is, which is perfect because I have a case of laryngitis. Mm. So I kind of like sounding not beautiful right now because that's walking the walk. It's like you don't have to be a glorious vocalist mm. to do this. That has nothing to do with anything. That, so. And that feels like an important point. Um, <sighs> and yeah. I, was, I was just listening to a podcast there's, it's called Hashi Venu. I think I mentioned it in my last yeah. episode too. It's um, but she there was a um, this um, she had a guest. His name's Koach something. I just love the name Koach. Koach is a great that. name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he talked about the power of sound and yeah. is communally connecting us. And they did talk about how important it is to be okay with like your sound is your sound, just like you're saying exactly. And that, so, yes, it just is. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know, I wouldn't want to be on the Bima right now, but for doing this, it's fine. You yeah. know, it's, it's even great because it's, I am. it's humbling because mm-hmm. that's something, you know, as a quote unquote you know, performer, you know, it's like, I have to be careful about my pride. Mm. Well, you and, know, and for anybody who's just participating in a service or a yeah, communal gathering, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it, it's I don't I don't know we um we we just we're restricted about our sound in, yeah. in oh, general. Yes, that's so true. It is so true. Yeah. So anyway, so oh, okay. Please. So all right. So what am, I um I don't know where this is gonna go. I'm just gonna do like ten seconds, okay. but. And it's going to be a little bit exaggerated, but I want to demonstrate how you can communicate a couple different facets of just the Shema, just by the way you sing it. It can be delicious. It can be reverent. It can be almost angry. It can be defiant. It can be, you know, gentle. It can be sensual, you know, and just by the way you chant it. So that's your raft, you know? And so my job or my intention is to put out all of those possibilities and then the folks who are chanting with me they can choose to take them or not but you feel the air change when you change the way you're chanting you feel the the energy shift and it it, it, it's good it it gives you license and it gives you agency to kind of find what those pieces of liturgy mean to you at that moment or where you might want to explore. So I would start off something like, this is Pix. Shema, P-I-K. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad 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 Adonai Echad Adonai Echad Adonai Echad Adonai Echad Adonai Echad You can feel the differences. You can take that wrath. And listen to the raw, rough voice, which is actually kind of cool today. You know, it just, it's raw. So, wow. 
I, I mean, I was listening and my eyes were closed. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's funny because I um, I've, I've been so tuned into like some of the um, newer melodies that have been kind of coming out yeah. from creative artists. Yeah. And so what I loved is that this was a tune I was personally familiar with. Yeah. And you took it, and it sounded like a completely different, it went in so many directions. As you said, you were going through the crevices. Yeah. And the the soft and the louder, the, the pacing, the trailing off, it was, they all felt like invitations to me. Oh to, my gosh, that's exactly what I'm trying to offer that's really nice to hear thank you (laughs) and it's like now I mean I I honestly feel like I could go in a corner and write a reflective (laughs) reflection of like okay like I heard the Shema I heard (laughs) a little first of all one I heard (laughs) and um what does that mean to hear yeah yeah what's the difference between hearing and listening ah you can go a million places with it and there's the creative license too yeah no rule yeah. Beautiful. Oh, thanks. Beautiful. Thanks. And, and you know, it's when it's when there are these the when there's these sound bites that we are that we've known since we were very very young. Yeah. It's the it's the newness that. <laughs> I think that our Hebrew is timeless. Mm. The concepts of Judaism are timeless. It's good stuff. And. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is in in your journey of learning, what has, I mean, it seems like there's been drumming forever, right? Yeah. There's the sound of the shofar. Sure. Um, and it seems like, um, it seems like sound, sound has been such a crucial partner in our, our continuing story as mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a question in there, um, but was there anything that surprised you as you were learning about song in our in our just our collective history? Wow, I wouldn't call myself a historian. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself a scholar. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants, mm-hmm. what feels right. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't feel qualified to answer that. If, You're I a modern okay. Talmudist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, how about, um, is there another song? Is there another oh, yeah. another nugget that you sure. could share with us? I'd love to just explore many oh, more yeah. nuggets. Um, and perhaps potentially just some that um, might help us in the season. The Absolutely. Season. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know the prayer, Ozi? Mm. And the translation is, my strength, mm. balanced with the song of God will be my salvation and I always I look towards one of the most beautiful tenets of Judaism which is the role that free will takes in our lives I think we are so blessed to be Jews and have this not only an opportunity but an expectation to Israel to struggle with God. That's what the word Israel means, one who wrestles or struggles with God. How cool is that? Because you don't, one doesn't typically find their authenticity unless one finds it themselves 
through their own struggle rather than saying, you know, this is what you're supposed to believe. This is how you're supposed to believe. And this is what you're supposed to do about it. So we have a, an expectation to explore like the juiciness of that all. Mm. So with OZ, I, I just love it. And this is, I think this is Chef of Gold's tune. Yeah. Ozi, the Zimrat Ya, Vayahili, the Yeshua. Ozi, the Zimrat Ya, Vayahili, the Yeshua. beautiful and um it just it, it <clears throat> i actually was visualizing myself doing tashli actually <gasps> wow neat and that i mean and it just it, right and just um and like you said there's in the in in wrestling there's there might be some rigidity and the fluidity yeah. and there's there's part of and like, that's okay <laughs> that's okay so your song felt like like, it's okay, the okay yeah, it's, feeling. It's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you brought up Talmud because mm. when you open up the Talmud and you see the passage of Torah kind of written in the middle and then all of the sage rabbis' responses mm. written mm. around it in a spiral, in a circle, and they're all contradicting each other and they're all absolutely right. You know, that multi-modality of thinking. It's like, you're absolutely right, and, and, and so is she. You know, it, it, it becomes your own reality, which is it's, it's so good. It's beautiful. It's good. Yeah, um, it becomes your own reality, it, right? It really does. It's like they, they sort of like, it, like just the visual of Torah and then all these voices around it. Yeah. Like that's sort of like the stamp the trademark of the psyche of the Jewish people. Yeah. Of like, and yeah, now let me know what you think about it <laughs> in several different ways. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so also for this season, mm-hmm. I know um, when when we met the other day, you, you heard me sing a version of Osei Shalom mm-hmm. that <clears throat> it comes from, it, it came from that initial sort of poking around to see what tunes were out there. And I don't know who wrote it, and I hate not giving like attribution, but I don't know. But this is a nice one, you know, the praying, opening one, the world up for peace. I say shalom, you know, yeah, bring it. So that one goes like this, and this one actually sounds more like um, like a Hindu Middle Eastern kind of thing. It does a little bit, so it goes, um, and it's a call and response typically. Ose shalom, ose shalom. 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 
You can take it and repeat little bits and take things hard, soft, medium, wherever you feel it. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Can I join? Can we do it again and I join yeah, in this please time? Please do. I was okay. really hoping you I know, would. I'm I was hoping you I'm would. I'm like, I should join in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Feel, but this do is it. good. I'm going through it. I'm like, I'm feeling shy. Maybe some people listening too. It's like, let's just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's getting out of your own way. I know. It's, yeah. it's so hard. And I, yeah. yeah. There's so much history with that kind of stuff. But, but okay. Ose shalom, 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 Like I yeah like again personal but like I you know praying is hard but this like you said it just sort of opens things up and shifts the dynamic and as we were singing I was also thinking I'm like you know what are the emotional states that we might feel in the whole holiday season um, I mean again this all applies year round but yep. like, here we are well, we're, we're in the season now we're in the this season is the season kids this is it <laughs> um, so like as I was like oh what would I want to be singing if I wanted to to try to tap into Ooh. a feeling of heart softness and forgiveness. Well, I was there with you with the oh, Shefa Gold tune. Yeah. When I wanted to feel openness, like what if I had, what if there was, um, oh, like outside of the service realm, the liturgy of like, what if I was reflecting on um, a, a feeling of shame in a way I acted toward a family member or a friend? And perhaps the song could be an antidote. Okay, you have one. Go I ahead. have one. I have one. And this one comes right from Shabbat. Um, sorry, I'm rustling papers here. But come here, yo. Um, check it out. Just the phrase Elohai Neshamash and Tatabi Tahorahi. My God. The soul you have given me is pure. We can always return to that. So that, just that little phrase makes a beautiful chant. 
Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Get to forgive yourself. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Give yourself permission to believe it. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Thank you, God. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. Elohai neshama shenatata bi tehorahi. the change and the shift of what your of the energy if you will it's also the, the change and the shift in your body is very tangible in the heart yeah we're just letting it happen oh, thank you for joining me thank you thank you for leading us in this that was wonderful um gosh i'm really glad that you you brought that up because that's that's so key in anything we're exploring you know our core self, we are pure. God has given us this scoop of a soul that is clean, and we can teshuva, we can return to it. And that's the beauty of the season, and that's what we feel when we walk in and we see everything dressed in white, mm-hmm. that purity. And, you know, white really is all of the colors mixed up, just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. So purity is really everything flowing together without interruption or being diverted somewhere else. So everything, our essential everything is pure, mm. which is nice. Mm. And you're also bringing up, for me, I know, I've, I've been having this tablescape vision of my Rosh Hashanah dinner. It's like, mm. I want like a like a long table in my backyard, like a dinner in Italy feeling. Oh, cool. <laughs> Like with the lights and the things. And, and so now I'm visualizing, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some white tablecloths. And um, but I think what we're ultimately talking about is, you know, while the aesthetic is lovely, it's, in, in prayer included, it's trying to just draw out the inside out. Yeah. Just like the shofar. Yeah. The ultimate sound maker, right? right? Listen, can you hear me now? Yes. It's like, yeah, you can't sleep through that one. Right. <clears throat> Our souls wake up to that. And, you so. know, and as we're having this conversation, I'm reminded that, um, you know, the entire month of Elul, where we're just ending, um, getting towards the end here, is that the, the, the shofar can sound every day. And it really is the month of sound. Wow. I, I didn't know that. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that. I had, um, wow. 
where did I first, where did I first um, discover this? I think it was years and years ago when I was in Israel. I, we were, I was in spot and I would hear the show for every morning. Ah. Like, so that was like, yeah, like mysticism times a hundred, you know, <laughs> like really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, um, but there was one other reflection from our Elohai Neshama um, of um, not only the release in the body, but um, I don't know, I think the difference between, for me, in between the singing and the medit- meditation, you know, uh, we all struggle with like the, the really, the, the tape recorder in our, in our heads. That's always, yeah. but the song somehow for me makes me feel more present then I'm able to in, in practicing meditation, you know, in practicing being present, the I feel like song can drop you in. That's, that's actually a, a really good explanation. When you are thinking prayer in mm. your spoken speech, mm. internal mm. dialogue, mm. that comes from a different place in your brain. Mm. Than mm-hmm. when you're singing it, mm-hmm. of mm. course it's gonna feel different because it's coming from a different part of your jello mold up there, mm. you know. And I think that the way you just described how the singing drops you into prayer or into meditation, um, it does. It's it it gives you a different part of your brain activating to get all your yummy juices flowing, mm-hmm. and then you drop into meditation. And if you are meditating and you have the the spoken word going in your head or or like a mantra that's spoken or something you're still connected to that song and it's still it's still firing mm-hmm. right it's the afterburn of that that's going to just uplift everything else which is right. a nice thing and in the context of a service because I'm seriously visualizing myself just sort of singing to myself in the middle when I'm sitting in the yeah. sea of things. Yeah. Um, it's the rhythm of the service feels so important to me. And I also off, oftentimes feel lost in it. Like, Oh my God, now we're doing the Shema. Oh my God, now we're doing, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I feel like I have to catch up even though like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> uh, and then the places that I, that I have gone in the past are all lovely and like very inclusive, <laughs> you know, and you feel, but I still, um, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I went to an Orthodox synagogue often growing up, so I might even have that residual feeling of feeling behind. <laughs> Actually more like above and curtained. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes. Right, there's that, sometimes. That piece too yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. And what song, because song has rhythm in it, it just feels like I'm already in a rhythm that I oh, need to wow. be in. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. So it kind of sets... It sets your cadence in general. Right. So like you might be in the Shema um, and then you go through all the things, all the introductory, all the blessings. But with your Shema, it's like I could, all I have to do is sing that Shema and it's it's all, it's, that's all for me. I think it's there. It's all in there. Well, I hope it would be a supplement to the, to the, (laughs) supplement, right. To the whole thing. But like, if not, like no, I'm glad. singing that, you know what I mean? It feels like all encompassing to me. Wow. Um, is there one more? Sure. Like Let's that? see. I'm looking through my thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how about, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. Moda'ani, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is usually one of the first prayers kids learn that and the Shema. The Moda'ani, thanks God for returning our souls to our bodies in the morning. But again, in this season of Teshuvah and this season of returning, you know, we are all 
kids and we are all waking up during this season you know mm. that's what that shofar is doing to us wake you wake up listen so thank you god for this opportunity in this season to bring actually not to bring my soul well to bring my soul back of course but to also give me the opportunity to examine that pure soul mm. which is so important mm. So this is another just lovely little tune. And it doesn't go through the whole Modani, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, again, it's a call and response. Modani, Modani, lefanecha, lefanecha, melechai, melechai, vikayom, vikayom, Modani, Modani, lefanecha, lefanecha, melechai, melechai, vikayom, vikayom. I'm not going to wake up a little bit ready. Modani, Modani, Lefanecha, Lefanecha, Melechai, Melechai, Vikayom, Vikayom, Modani, Modani, Lefanecha, Lefanecha, Melechai, Melechai, Vikayom, Vikayom. You can also use the key. So if if things get too doldrumy, you can pop the key up a little higher. So I went, Modani to Modani. Well, you know, just take it where you want to take. That is, I feel like that one took me like, woo, 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 woo. And like, it sort of did like a, it felt like a little bit of a waking up there. That's good. That's good. Bring out your shofar. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know what? Thinking about it, maybe we'll end our conversation with the shofar. Sounds good. Sounds good? Yeah. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> Last week when we ended our ritual with this, I'm like, did I just blow that that loud? You did, and it was epic. <laughs> it was awesome. Was totally impressive. Again, like totally beyond my like right. myself. You, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I really so appreciate this conversation. I totally appreciate this conversation, and it's been such an uh, just an honor to meet you. You're really cool. Thank you. <laughs> And I just my I just really hope that our listeners just um and I know they will just find a, one little nugget one little tune that might buoy them up during the I hope so the holiday season I hope so I really do so we'll seal that intention with do this. it oh my gosh I feel pressure but it's no okay. pressure do it do it it's good. <laughs> Do you see these goosebumps? That sounded ancient. But like, did you like it, that? It felt like that, it came from another place. Ancient. <laughs> that was fucking ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. But I'm glad what you said because I was I was in the um, in the criticism point of like, oh, it's not the clear no. sound, but it was like in a range of like, what? Where is this? <laughs> Well, what I saw was, like, the view from Masada, basically, like, desert. That was, that was a parched desert 
wandering. Those Romans are going to come and kill me. Thank you. I'm so glad I didn't. You see, and that was, you checked me there, which is good. It's like, I'll do it. I'm like, no, what's wrong with me? No, do your thing, girl. Yeah. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shanatoba. Shanatoba. And now for some sweet notes. And actually, I think this time for this particular episode, let's call them sweet dips. Because how can you have a podcast called Purple Honey and not dip, right? It's the new year. Okay. Some sweet dips. Sweet dip one. Sound can be quick, slow, soft, loud, rough, smooth. We can mold the sound and explore the crevices and the nooks and the crannies of prayer using the ways that we express ourselves through sound as that flashlight through the actual prayers. So no matter what the words are, the expressions and the deeper meanings come through those twists and turns in the chanting. Sweet dip two. Chants drop us into our bodies and we're even tuned into a different part of our brain when we're chanting where the reverberations of the rhythm and the melody it continues to move us long after the chanting is done sweet dip three vocal liberation here's where i wish to release and relieve any inhibitions for myself and maybe some that you may have just any all the inner critics that we might have around our voice and the sounds that we make, especially during the New Year holiday season. I'm still like sort of cringing from my subpar chauffeur blowing on the podcast. Um, and in the re-listening, there is something I'm hearing in that chauffeur blowing that I've never heard before. So maybe we can give that forgiveness to our own voices. Sweet dip four. All of the songs that Stacy shared with us, what I loved is that they were little sound bites, or I like to think of them as soul bites. And perhaps these soul bites can be the rafts, that the raft that carries us through the holiday season. There's so much depth in even expressing very few words. So the moda ani, when it's expressing that prayer, it's it's the returning and the depth of that returning that can connect us to the holiday season. The Osa Shalom, it's that opening. What emotional state might Osa Shalom balance while we're navigating through the holiday season? Shema, hearing, what might be that deeper meaning in just chanting those the very few words of the Shema and connecting to its depth? What might that connect us to in the process of Teshuvah? in the holiday season. So thank you, Stacy, for really moving us through those depths. And I'd like to officially here thank Stacy for driving out to my house and sitting in conversation and for singing in my home. I would also like to thank Ethan Bayless, co-producer, sound engineer, and composer. And I just want to express my gratitude to all of you who have been listening this almost 
year that we've been um, exploring together through our Purple Honey conversations. The conversations have been so deep and rich for me and, and I hope they are for you and I hope this one particularly adds a nice little sweetness to your new year. So that's a wrap and I am Jody Bayless and this is Purple Honey. Let's go. <laughs>